Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. It is yours truly, Hoovy Hoove. And I want to come in today to kind of talk about a few things. Number one, I want to talk about following your omens and following signs. So this seems kind of esoteric, it seems kind of obligatory, but at the end of the day, you know, following your omens and following your signs, I feel can be um, something that catapults your life in a completely different direction that you may have hoped or not hoped for. And which you have to question, you'd be like, well, why would I hope for something that I wouldn't hope for. Well, sometimes the thing that you're not hoping for is everything that you ever wanted. So I'll give you an example. You know, Will Smith, you know, he said that he never would have been where he was today had he not read the book The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. And the subtitle of the book is A Fable on Following Your Own Dreams, yada, yada. But if you haven't read the book The Alchemist, it's a pretty simple, easy book. You read it in a couple days, but basically it talks about following your omens and following your signs throughout the entire book. And eventually, you know, there's this, there's this boy, he goes through his journey, he finds a job at the shop, then he goes off in the desert and then he finds he, you know, he learns that he can use a certain sense of alchemy and he notices that there's a magic in the sand. I don't know. But you just you have to go read the book. But long story short, it's uh, it's just about following your signs. And he finally leads him to his ultimate denouement that he wasn't sure that he was going to get to. And then he found love and yada, yada, yada. But it's, we're getting off track here. The point is that, you know, he followed his signs. He followed his omens. And it finally led him into the right place. And so what I want to talk about today is that you know, follow your omens and follow your signs. It's, it's, I mean, it's imperative. I want to say it was a speech I saw the other day by Steven Spielberg. He was saying, you know, sometimes the secrets of life is, is something that's whispered to you. You know, he says it, he tells this to his, um, his children, you know, he says, you know, you have to, you know, have to follow the whispers of, you know, the intuition that reaches and speaks out to you because a lot of the times that intuition or that voice in the back of your head you know that thing that it doesn't come in front of you it comes from behind you and you have to listen to it because it's not going to shout at you he says he said it's going to whisper and you have to listen to that whisper and what's frustrating and very upsetting is it's like dude what freaking whisper am I supposed to be listening to? Like, what kind of, you know, intuition am I supposed to follow? It's it's so subtle, and it's so quiet, and nine times out of ten, you never even see it coming. But what you have to do is you have to find that, and you have to be wondering, well, Hoovy, did you find your whisper? Did you, you know, find your intuitive, um, you know, sense that pulled you in, to the direction that you wanted to go, then I would say, uh, absolutely. But it's also, it's, I mean, it's, it's an ongoing thing. It's not like, oh, this happened and then this happened and this happened. And now because of that happened, this is where I wanted to be. No, it's, it's constantly happening. But the reason I brought it up today is because 
this past month that I've been living and the past week and really just the past couple of days have just completely blew my mind because I, I get, I'm getting into these situations where it almost feels like I'm dreaming. It's like, what, what was that? I was watching this thing earlier. I'll give you an example. I think it was, uh, I think it was Steve Jobs. He, he came out with this video, and you know he was obviously, you know he's obviously dead now, but he had this video that he had created, and he said, you know, there are thinkers in this world, and there are doers. The most successful people are the ones that do both. Because he goes on later to say, you know, um, people could come out and be like, oh, I thought of that three years ago. But if you didn't do anything about it, it was irrelevant. And so that's kind of my point is, you know, I have been running into these situations where all of a sudden it just feels like I'm on the right path. I can't pronounce the guy's name, but I was reading this book uh, called Flow by, I guess I can't pronounce some his name, Akil Machinksihai, but he wrote this book called Flow, and it kind of uh, correlates and coincides with the, what I'm trying to say. It's just like when everything is in its right place, at its right moment, you know, in the right way, and that just doesn't always happen because you experiment, or excuse me, you experience failure after failure after failure after failure, and you keep going, you know, you keep going, because I think it was John C. Maxwell says, fail early, fail often, but always fail forward, and, you know, fail. I feel like, I think failure should have a different word, but because the human language is the way it is, you know, people use it as like a detriment or a dead end word, like, oh, I failed, it's over. Like, oh, I failed this test, must mean I'm a failure. But the thing is, is you have to strive for that. You know, it's not that you don't want to fail, but you don't want to not fail because, you know, it's, I always go back to, you know, to my favorite quote, if the phoenix didn't have the ashes to rise from, simply just be a bird standing up. I put that in a lot of my podcasts because it's just true. You know, you fail and you fail and you fail and then you succeed and then you fail, you fail. It's it's like a, it's like a, it's like playing a video game that never ends. You know, you're playing Zelda or Super, you know, Super Mario World or you're playing, you know, Final Fantasy or something and you just, you just keep going. You just keep, you just keep going, but this game doesn't end. You just keep going. You know, it's like those, it's like when you're watching a TV show and the last episode of the season is a cliffhanger. You're like, oh, when's season three? When's season four? Next thing you know, they got freaking season 12. And then, and that's life right there. We're playing like the Sims of life, but without the Sims, we're just playing the game of life. And with the game of life, the game does end when you die and then it's over and so basically you keep playing the game and you keep playing and you keep failing and you keep failing but you keep getting better and you keep getting more it's like have you ever played i don't not everyone plays video games which is fine but have you ever played a game or you know tried to be good at an instrument or 
you ever done something in your life where you, obviously you weren't good at it, but then all of a sudden you were amazing? It's, it's no different. You know, they always say repetition's the mother of all learning. It's no different. You just keep going. You know, one of my secret cheat codes back in the day used to be, you know, repetition is the mother of all learning. You implement that philosophy. And then the second philosophy you implement is necessary insight. The definition of insight is the sudden discovery of the correct solution after incorrect attempts. But what I found was that was actually the hard way of doing things. The easier way to do things is just to read books. Now, if you're Gary Vee, you'd be like, dude, I'm not going to read a book. I'm just going to get to work. I'm, I'm going to do hard work and I'm going to make things happen. He's a doer. Little, little does he realize he's also a thinker. He just doesn't give himself credit for it. But not everyone believes in books and that's fine. But I promise you, um, they will help you gain enough knowledge to get to where you're going. But if you don't do anything about it, I guess that is a good point. Nothing's ever going to happen. So... It's, it's just a weird, like for me, I, I call it riding the wave of the dy- dynamic equilibrium. Like you go up, you go down. I mean, it's a simple wavelength. It's no different than music. It's no different than um, your heartbeat on a EKG. You know, it's, you ride the wave. You go up and down, you go with the flow. And that seems to be, um, it seems to be, kind of, I don't know how to explain it. It seems to be the template that explains things in a practical manner. Because as you're going, you would, as humans, we adapt. Um, A lot of people don't like Charles Darwin, but Charles Darwin once said, you know, it's not the strongest who survive, it's not the smartest, but it's the ones who are able to adapt. And, you know, but, you know, you don't want to be too dumb. You know, you don't want to be too weak. And you also don't want to over-adapt. Like, like I said, you just got to find that kind of silver lining. You want to find the balance and you kind of get what he's trying to say. And to my, you know, back to my point, you know, we're adaptive creatures. And so as you're following the wave or the EKG or the, or the, the music, the wavelength, you know, it goes up, it goes down. It goes up, it goes down. It goes up. Or the stock market. That's a great example. Sometimes it goes up, sometimes it goes down. And you just, you almost read the patterns. And it's like my history professor once said, you know, you can never know the future unless you understand the past. You know, a lot of people like to say, well, history repeats itself. Well, one time I was... I was at this place in Austin, Texas, and it was called uh, South by Southwest. Well, a lot of people don't realize the week before South by Southwest starts, there's the film festival, and they came out with this film. And, you know, I can't remember the whole story, but, you know, there was this guy, he went to the bar, and he was like, you know, would you... um, would you take this million dollars to go kill this person? Yeah. And it was just, I don't know, it was a weird story. But at the end of the thing, it was like, history doesn't repeat itself. History rhymes. And so I, th- here's, the, here's the deal. You know, a lot of people, and I, this, th- for me, you know, I know we're talking about omens and signs, but this point has to be made because I feel like the majority of society's problems always and i and i feel i feel so strongly about this that this should be the main topic of every conversation and every human being situation every single person that has a lot of issues in their life 
I feel it's because one of two things. I feel like they get caught up in the micro and they're not looking at the macro. They get caught up in the details and sometimes the details is a good thing. Sometimes that is a good thing, but if you don't have any if you don't have the platform, you don't have the sustenance, then what are you even doing? Then yeah, okay, go put in the time. Go build your foundation. Go, you know, take that class, you know, just, or go learn this or spend time doing this or experience this because ultimately if you, if you forget to balance that out and you go off the macro of no foundation, then obviously it's not going to work. But if you've spent years training, you've spent years in experience, you've spent years reading, spending time around mentors, etc., et you get to a point where you ha- finally can look at the macro and then you won't get caught up in the small, tedious, you know, BS that, you know, a lot of people get caught up in. It's like this micro world that makes no sense to the people looking in the macro because they're like, dude, I'm running this company, you're buying my stuff. That's the difference. I'm selling it, you're buying it. I'm selling it, you're buying it. I'm selling it, you're buying it. And it just it's a never-ending story. It's one of the two things. That's why like to the young to the young kids that are like 18, 16, you know, somewhere in that range and they're trying to figure out their loss they don't know what to do, a lot of people are like just go in sales. That's a good way to start it. Because at the end of the day, when you look at the marketplace, all you're really doing is buying and selling anyways. You know, you're selling a house, you're buying a house. You're, you know, you're you're selling some clothes, you're buying some clothes. You're selling some food, you're buying some food. It's just never, you're just buying or selling. You're, which side are you going to be on? And, you know, it's sometimes it's not that black and white, but sometimes it is. It's like, dude, you just paid $400 for Prada. You could have just put it in a mutual stock fund. You know, it's not a lot of money, but you get my point. It's like... Okay, you paid for this nice, luxurious $1,700 a month apartment when you could have just got like a a $500 apartment and you could have saved that money up, invested in a house, turned it into, you know, 89 grand liquid and then just use that to invest. Simple asset allocation. See, I don't have a problem with you making certain types of decisions that you want to make to get the things that you want to buy. But the number one rule is you can't complain about it. It's like the Epicureans versus the Stoics back in the day. You know, the Epicureans, they actually believe that we should live for the day. We should live like this is our last night because, but then again, their life expectancy was like 28 years and they're dead. Most people are 28 years old and they're like, well, I don't want to get into it. I just, but let's just go back to the Stoics. So the Stoics... We're, we're in a belief where like we're going to save, we're going to plan for tomorrow, we're going to plan for the long term. And like I said, it goes back to my original point, the dynamic equilibrium, finding that, finding that sense of equanimity and going with that sense of balance. Now, for me, I would be somewhat hypocritical, you know, because sometimes I like to splurge. You know, sometimes, you know what, I do want that shirt. Sometimes I do want those shoes. And you know what, and sometimes I do want that car. Now, nine times out of 10, you don't want to invest in an RRD, something that restaurants and depreciate, and I get that. But there's just, everybody's situation is different. Everybody's life is different. And 
if you're going to go through life and you're going to be making these decisions, just make sure that you're not complaining about it. Because if you're complaining about it, then that means you're not taking responsibility. And if you're not taking responsibility, then you're not making the moves that you need to make to succeed because at the in the end game, it's about happiness and finding your happiness. Now, I'm going to argue against my own point. You know, in Sigmund Freud's book, Civilization and Its Discontents, he talks about where how we should go towards pain. And he says, you know, maybe, you know, we are here for no reason. And I don't want to get into a religious you know, battle or religious fight, but sometimes he's, you know, he says, sometimes we're just, maybe we're just here to exist. Now, these are all philosophies. These are all, you know, uh, hypotheses. You know, you don't have to take everything to heart. I'm just throwing out different philosophies. And so you can take what you want from it. I'm just saying like, you are going to live your life. And if you are going to live it in that certain way, just keep in mind that you are responsible for that. And so the num for me, for example, like I like to live by a simple philosophy and I, uh, I stole this one from Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. He says, you know, the odds of us being here are 400 trillion to one, you know, the, uh, you would actually have to walk out of your apartment, walk out of your job, get out of your car, go up to the gas station and you have to win the mega millions nine times just to be here, just to be listening to this conversation, if you will, you know, just to be breathing, just to be driving, just to be alive. So what's your point, Hoovy? My point is I start with perspective. So be thankful that you're even here. Be thankful that you can learn, grow, and just do, you know, because you are, you know, forgive my speech. You are the sperm that won. You are the one. You are alive and you are conscious. Just be thankful for that. And then it goes deeper, you know, Um, like people that you know that maybe have either died or they have cancer or they have some something wrong with them. And then it's like, damn, that, you know, life is short. It puts in perspective or maybe you've gone through some battles, you know, like uh, I, I hate to compare, you know. I don't know, man. I mean, there's people out there don't have an arm or leg and, and that's, you know, and you, and you have all your limbs and you're making excuses. There's people that can't think for themselves and you're a perfectly conscious human being making excuses for something that you have no right to make an excuse for, you know, I'm going to give a small example and there's probably someone that's had it worse or better than me, but I'm still going to give the example. I had kidney stones. If you don't know what kidney stones are, you don't want to know. You know, the nurse at Baylor Med told me that it was like having 10 children at once. At once. And I had two of them passing through, through my spinal cord, out through my kidney. And I swear to God, I called my mom. I was like, Mom, I think I'm going to die tonight. I was like, I just want to say goodbye. I was like, I had a good life. Now I was a little bit overdramatic. It was a lot of pain. It was a lot of suffering. And luckily I got through that. You know, and I only drink water, which is insane. It must have been something I ate. I don't know, but it was terrible. I was, it was like a little mini starfish shredding my veins internally. And I was basically bleeding on the inside and I just couldn't do anything about it. And the, the tricky thing about kidney stones is it comes and goes like every five or 10 minutes. You're like, oh, I think I'm okay. Oh my God. Worst pain of my life. I remember when I went into the hospital, 
they put me on um what was it they put me on uh god what was it i can't i can't think of the name but they put me on this pain med and i was like man you know this isn't really doing anything to me um like i I still feel the pain and they were like man what is this what's this kid you know faking it he's trying to get some drugs i'm like dude I, i i don't know i don't know what you guys are doing but whatever you put in me this is not doing the doing the trick and next thing you know they go back they put me in the scan they you know they get the uh, x-rays back they're like oh my god he's got two uh kidney stones passing through his system so i had i remember i had like um uh it was like 11 or 12 staffs uh, staff members that was like nurses doctors assistants i don't know it was a lot of people they got rid of my entire staff because like nine i think 90 90 or if not all of them thought i was like faking some crap and i'm like dude i can't explain it the only way i can explain it is my spinal cord is snapped in half my kidneys have exploded and i and i feel like i'm gonna die soon and they were like dude what's wrong with this kid and uh i can't i don't it starts with an m they put me on something i, I can't remember what it was but they put me on this pain med i think it started with an m but anyways it wasn't doing anything and so um after they got the results back this lady i hadn't seen all night she comes in she goes here you go sweetie with this like red thing called dilaudid and i promise you within about seven or eight seconds i felt no pain pain did not exist and it was one and it was just one of those moments i was like maybe i will make it maybe i will make it through this and that's just the thing is like the problem with a lot of people is they just haven't been punched in the mouth so to speak they haven't been through life they have you know and if you don't know that person you don't know what kind of trials and tribulations that they're going through then you really don't even have a say if you don't know that person and you don't know what they're going through or what their family's going through or what they've been through you have no say you know it's like the media journalist that mo- they're mostly frowned upon or the people in the media you know when you know, NBA players, NFL players, they go there and it's like, you know, they're very upset. They don't want to answer the questions, but they're getting paid millions and millions to do these press conferences. And I feel their pain. You know, who wants to go up there and answer a bunch of questions to people that know nothing about them, to people that probably are just asking, you know, to antagonize them, to get under their skin so they can get some headlines because they get paid to ruin people's lives and mess with their emotional state because they feel like they have the power to when the camera's not even on them. It's like going on Twitter and, you know, talking, you know, talking crap on Twitter and really not even having a profile pic or your actual name. You're just saying crap because you have your own psycho- psychological issues that haven't been dealt with. And and a lot of that comes with, from narcissism. You know, if you find somebody in your life that, you know, as Ty Lopez would say, that are very ni- narcissistic, you need to cut them out of your lives, you know, um, which I want to talk about, you know, because your environment and the people you're around are so imperative, it's undescribable, it's undeniable. You know, Malcolm Gladwell writes in his book, The Tipping Point, you know, that environment is everything. You know, back in uh, 1994, when they 
they had a bunch of crime rates, they went down and they changed the subway systems. They changed the way it was run. They changed the glass. They changed the paint. They covered the graffiti. And it was about a year later, crime rate dropped over 94%. It was like overnight. And that was just the environment. But it's the same thing with people. You know, with people, your subconsciousness, it's called cognitive dissonance. Your subconsciousness has a defense mechanism to act out of your own character when you're around the wrong people. You know, you don't cuss, you don't steal, you don't do any of these things. But when you're around the around wrong people, your, your subconsciousness tries to defend itself by doing those same things. It's defending itself. And then next thing you know, it doesn't matter if you're the Dalai Lama, Buddha, or Jesus Christ yourself. You, all of a sudden, you're going to start doing things that you never thought you would do. And, and, that's, and that's catastrophic. So the environment and the people you surround yourself with is probably one of the most imperative things you could ever do. And I could go on forever. You know, that's why I have a podcast. And it's like, well, how am I going to go out here and make a difference in people's lives? Well, first, I had to make a difference in my life. You know, who am I to say what I'm going to do and what's going to help you if I haven't done it myself? And so that's just it. I've, you know, I've gone through a lot in my life and I've experienced a lot. I've learned a lot, you know, and they say that there's about three different types of ways to learn. And We'll get to we'll get to the end here in a second, but they said there's three different types uh, of ways people usually learn, and one of the types is through audio, the other one is through visual, and the third one is through kinesthetics. So, as you are listening to this or you're in class, you're listening to the lesson, if you will. Uh, that's one way you listen to audio. The other one is you know visual they try to show you something but the third one is kinesthetics where they're like hey sally you come up to the board and you do this problem but the problem with that is some people and most people actually learn best through osmosis and the way they found this was when you go out to you know um let's say um you go to a farm and the cow is trying to raise the calf well the cow can't really say hey you know come eat this grass over here and don't eat this sunflower you know it can't really say that can't really you know use visuals for that it can't really use kinesthetics for that but what they found is after about two years through osmosis the calf finally figured out figures it out it's like oh wow i should be just be eating this grass this is what i should be doing and it's the same thing with mentors. You know, if if you're going to be around, uh, if you're going to listen to mentors, or you're going to listen to podcasts, you're going to listen to YouTube or however you get your information, it's actually 10 times better to be around that mentor. So, you know, if you look up to, you know, let's say you look up to, you know, Gary Vee or Ty Lopez, or you're just kind of go through, you know, all these people and you're like well pay me 40 grand a year to come work and it's like dude pay you what it's the time that you spend around the people that you look up to your mentors and where you're trying to go in life now i'm not saying you should follow ty lopez or gay v i'm just throwing out a couple examples you know it could be anybody and it's like the law of 33 percent you know we'll get there in a second but you want to put yourself in that environment. Shoot, you say I'll go. You you make a couple phone calls. You make a couple, you know, re- you reach out on social media or something like that. And then you're like, okay, well, I want to come work for free. That's what you do because the time you spent there is more valuable 
than anything you could pretty much ever do by learning through osmosis and being around that person, picking up different mannerisms, you know, and so forth. And so, uh, anyways, guys, I just, I kind of got off track there trying to talk about omens and signs, but lately I just, there's been so many different omens. There's been so many signs that it almost feels like I'm, I'm in some type of weird movie that I somehow have control of. That's the only way I can explain it. Can you elaborate? Yeah, I'll try to elaborate the best I can. It's like, it's like when all the stars just begin to align and it's everything you've been working so hard for things that you thought were going to take 10 years ended up only taking about four years and that's what happened to me you know i i had set out all these goals and all these things that i wanted to do that i truly felt like were going to be almost near impossible or were going to take me 10 years and it's actually it it happened a lot quicker than i expected and so I think at the end of the day, if you can find a way to find some time for yourself, find a way to write something down, you know, write down some goals, some aspirations and some plans, find a way to consistently wake up and look at those every day. Sometimes it's hard doing it through your phone, but I think you can develop yourself into a point where you can save it in your notes but I think it's better if you have like a whiteboard or if you have something just something that you can just you're you can look up at you can you can take some time after you know work or whatever and you can find some time you can just look at it every single day you wake up look at it every day and you just grind it out you know Obviously, maybe you want to be here, but you need this money to get there and you know you could do this if you got here you know, yada, yada, then writing it down, I feel like it just helps you get closer to that space. Because then when you go to sleep and you wake up and you're like, what was I thinking? What was I supposed to do again? Oh, crap, this just happened. Oh, my tire blew out. Then you don't have to worry about it. You know, it's uh, it's like that. It's like that quote, worry is just a down payment on a problem you may never have. It's a great quote. And that's what's so amazing about writing it down because you don't have to think about it. You don't have to worry about it. It's just there. And you're like, oh, okay, that's what I had to do. <clears throat> okay, this is what I need to do. Okay, this is this is where I want to go next. And I saw, I saw a video uh, the other day. It was by, I think it was Will Smith. He was like, his dad, I guess his dad asked him to build a brick wall and they're like, dude, how are we going to build a brick wall? And it was just so insurmountable and they couldn't build the wall. But now he says that, you know, after they built the wall, it wasn't that bad. And he says, what you want to do is you want to lay brick by brick. You want to lay each brick. And he says, you don't want to go out there saying, I'm going to build, you know, this wall and I'm going to try to do this. He says, you want to lay this brick as perfectly as you could possibly lay this brick and then eventually you have a wall. And I thought that was very interesting because, you know, a lot of the times in life when you're looking at the the big picture, which is counterintuitive to my micro macro point, but a lot of people get overwhelmed. And so that's what's so exciting is that there is a time and a place for the micro, but there's also a time and a place for the macro. But I think most, like I said earlier, I think most problems come from the micro when you don't see from the macro. But then again, you do have to kind of go into the micro so that you can get to the macro so then you can feel good about the micro. 
And, and it's just that simple. You know, lay that perfect brick every single day. It might take you three and a half years, but hey, now you have a wall. Now you have a foundation. Now you have a place to begin. And you have found a way to dig yourself out of that hole and then begin your journey. So yeah, you messed up. Yeah, you went in the wrong direction. Yeah, you ruined your credit. Yeah, you, you know, this, 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 and this happened. But that's okay. You don't think other people have those problems too? You don't think other people have, you know, have suffered as well? Have gone through those trials and tribulations? Everybody has something. And it goes back to what I said with the media journalists and, you know, the pro athletes and people that have to respond on the microphone to the world like that's unfair that is unfair so you have no idea what that person is going through they say we come from about 12 to 16 different personalities and yet we put these people through a k through 12 monolistic system where you're learning one thing and it's like it's like man i I'm, I, you know, you could be an introvert. You could be an extrovert. You could, you could be, um, you could be any of those 12 to 16 different types of personalities, yet they're teaching it for one person. <laughs> and that person that failed out of school was one of the best physicists of all time. Yet we never gave him a chance. That person that failed in school was a great actor who was able to show stories that helped people in lives. That person that was horrible at math was able to become a philanthropist and change, you know, 30% of Africa, you know, and, and so forth and so forth. And it's just like, you know, some people are meant to be certain types of people. And if you can find, you know, whatever your niche is or what you were, I don't want to say born to do, but... It's, you know, it's just a regurgitated notion of finding your strengths, finding, you know, what you were here for, finding what your powers are. Um, you know, a lot of people might dislike this example, but the Avengers Endgame, the movie that came out, phenomenal movie. Not a lot of people, you know, there's people out there that might not like that, and I'm and that's okay. But if you actually watch Avengers Endgame, whether you're into it or not, it actually has some, I mean, absolutely, I don't even, I can't even explain it. It's just, you, it's like, maybe we do have powers. Maybe we do have something to bring to the table and maybe they all are different, but it can make a difference. And I'm sorry, but that was just an amazing movie. As a matter of fact, I want to end on this. If you haven't seen Avengers Endgame, I, I I encourage you to go watch it immediately because there's just so many good lessons in that movie. It was so well directed and so well, so well put together. I, I can't even describe. I, I remember walking away from that movie like, man, I that movie was made for me. You know, it's like, wow, like this is the way a movie is supposed to be built. Like they built up all these movies just to make this one movie and they did such a good job and it had so many just silver linings in it and it just, it, it was inspiring. Um, I don't know how we went from omens and signs to Avengers Endgame, but wow, 
uh, please watch that movie. If you have not watched that movie and you're not into adventures, just watch it. It's, it's, it, it, if it doesn't change your life, then I, then I apologize, but I just have a, I just have a feeling it might, but I digress. I, we're, we're getting way off track here, but anyways, guys, I can't believe we've been on here for a half hour. This is insane, but this is what happens. You know, I, I it's like when you spend years, a decade, if you will, just accumulating experience and knowledge and podcasts and audios like my entire instagram is just full of you know mentors and people that are helping me grow and the only thing i know is to grow the only thing i know is to follow the law of 33 33%. and if you don't understand what the law of 33% is it's pretty simple you snap your arm in half you go into a hospital and it's full of babies and children and then next thing you know, you're like, well, these little babies don't even know how to speak English. They're just sitting there. So the first law of 33% says, well, I'm just going to I'm just going to ask myself what to do. So if you get into that, you're like, OK, well, I guess I'll wrap this up here and, you know, take a couple meds and hopefully, you know, it straightens out and fixes itself. Well, the second law of 33 percent. You go into the hospital and it's a bunch of colleagues. It's a bunch of people on your level, maybe your friends. And next thing you know, you go 50-50. So half the time you're like, well, I think you're supposed to maybe put a cast on this. And your friend's like, well, I heard if you you know wrap it in this and you stabilize it first, <clears throat> um, that could help. And then you're like, yeah, I think. So you go back and forth. Well, the third law of 33% is you walk into the hospital and it's just full of doctors and nurses, some of the best in the world. So in that case, you don't say a word. You let them go to work and you let them you let them take care of business and they fix your arm. You know, they put the cast on, you know, they let you do what you do. And next thing you know, your arm's fixed. So that's the law of 33%. So it's all about knowing who's in the room. You know, it's like that old saying, if you don't know who the sucker in the room is, you're the sucker, you know? And so a lot of the times, you know, whether you're around mentors or you're around, you know, people that are, um, that are above you, if you will, in life and, you know, that are at a place that you want to be, a lot of the times it's best to just not say a word. Uh, I think it was, um, you know, just let them bring you up. I think it was, uh, Confucius from 450 BC, he says, you know, what I hear, I forget. What I see, I remember. But what I do, I understand. And so a lot of the times, you know, it's kind of hard to remember everything everyone says. But, you know, what you see, if you're around the right people, all of a sudden you start to understand what to do. It's kind of also like the philosophy from earlier, the osmosis, you know, being around those people and seeing what to do, understanding the certain mannerisms that they use and and just learning, you know, the meticulous instincts that they have and the way they control their own emotional intelligence. And so uh, I think we're gonna just going to wrap this up with that, guys, you know, I got kind of excited about the omens and the signs because, and I didn't really go into too many details about it, but I just, it was like 36 different examples that made me feel like I was on the right path. And it was just so bizarre because it's like I've been building towards this 
for so long that I almost can't believe it's already here. And I thought it was a place that I never could get to, but it's so fulfilling because I, I just, I went through so much. I went through so much. And a lot of the times, you know, that sense of fulfillment, a lot of people do have to go through, you know, all the trials and tribulations that it takes to get to where you want to go, because otherwise, how else would you be fulfilled? You know, um, and it, and it goes both ways and it doesn't matter where you come from. You know, if you come from, you know, poverty, you come from the slums, you know, you can work your way out of that and you can become something if, if, you know, if you're able to get out of the esoteric ghetto, but, and then you can find a way to be fulfilled. The problem is some of those people don't get out because of the product of their environment and how deep they are. And I'm not saying that's an excuse. It's just, it is what it is. And so, um, you just have to hope that those people get out, but it's the same way on the opposite side. So if you're fed by the golden spoon, you know, um, you know, your mother and dad were billionaires, millionaires, and they just gave you everything for free. Then next thing you know, if you're ever successful, you never feel like, you know, that sense of fulfillment because it's like everyone knows that your mom or dad just gave you all that money. So it's just like, okay, well, what did you even do? And you just, no matter what you do, you always have that thing hanging over you. Like, okay, well, I just don't feel fulfilled, feel fulfilled. And so it, it goes both ways. And so, uh, it's, I don't know, it's, I, I can't remember, there's, it was this thing, I was, I was reading something about music composition, it's, it was saying, you want to go from one extreme to the other, well, it's the same thing in life, you know, uh, like Sports Center, for example, you know, Sports Center, they always like to go, you know, with the, with the, uh, with those success stories, like, oh, they came from nothing, and then they were something, and it's because it creates like a sense of emotion. It creates this like, oh, wow, they went from here to here. And that's just life. It kind of goes back to, you know, what we talked about earlier, you know, going from one side of the spectrum to the other, you know, uh, music, wavelengths, EKG, heart, you know, the, the way, you know, and it's just, it's, I don't know, life is a, life is a funny place. You know, you never know, you know, what day is going to be your last. You don't know if you have another 40 years or another 40 hours, you know, you could, today could be your last week or you could have another 50 years. You know, that's the problem. I think it's just a lot of people just assume that you're going to have that. But I think ultimately, and we'll, we'll kind of wrap this up here. I think ultimately, once you gain that sense of perspective, once you've been punched in the mouth a couple of times, once you find a way to wake up every single day with gratitude and that kind of hunger for growth and precision, I think ultimately you can, to a certain extent, I think you can pretty much do whatever you want as long as, it, as, long as it's not unrealistic. You know, you can't, can't be like 5-1 and say, I'm going to be the best NBA player in the world. That's just unrealistic, you know. You can't be, you know, the worst singer of all time and say, you know, I'm going to I'm going to win the voice. It's just unrealistic. You know, if you if you can't sing, you can't sing, you know, which is not true for everyone, because there's certain people that can't really sing and they learn how to sing and they get better. So it's kind of a counterintuitive point. But anyways, I'm just saying, like, as long as it's within within the realms of some type of, you know, I, I think you can pretty much do anything. 
that you want, which is, which kind of sucks because, you know, a lot of the times our parents, you know, tell that to us, you know, when we're kids and it's just all BS, you know, you can't do anything you want, you know, the world is just not built that way, but, you know, um, uh, I don't know, we'll, we'll wrap it up there, guys, I just, you, you get where, you get where I'm going with this, uh, you know, you set out a goal, you know, because a goal without a plan is just a wish, as they would say, so, you know, just, just, just go from a pragmatic stand, you know, stance, you know, go back to the drawing board, as they would say, take a couple deep breaths. If you need to silence all, if you need to silence all the noise, you know, just go into a, a nice little, you know, a place of comfort, if you will, and then start there. You know, you don't want to get stuck in your comfort zone because all the magic happens on the other side, you know, but there's just, I mean, there's so many different intangibles to focus on but I feel like if it's just being regurgitated through your mind and regurgitated through your day every single day day in and day out ultimately next thing you know everything that you see and everything you perceive and everything you know is that success you know the environment the people the information if you're constantly flooding yourself with the right types of things then the right types of things uh tend to happen it's just the law of attraction i think it's uh newton's third law is every action has an equal and opposite reaction so what does that mean to you you know where where is that going to lead you how are you going to aspire to your dreams and your goals and your aspirations if you're not constantly attracting the right types of things in your life you know i think it I think jay-z said you know you can speak things into existence einstein said imagination is the preview of life's coming attractions napoleon hill says thoughts are things literally thoughts are things think and grow rich like i think a lot of the times people just don't realize just how powerful you really are that's why i said watch avengers endgame because there's so much untapped potential that we have as human beings that we don't get taught through k through 12 next thing you know we go through the k through 12 system we pop out at 18 we fall flat on our face because they never taught us anything about you know credit bills you know you know invest in asset allocation anything about real estate or anything about life <clears throat> but then the, yet again i mentioned nothing about the human potential spirituality you know um any any type of metaphysical metaphysical you know um possibilities that are out there i mean there's just uh, what was that say? i can't remember who said it um i forget what his name is but he says there's there's things that we know and there's things that we don't know and then there's things that we don't know that we don't know and then i think he goes on to say that you know there's things that we don't know that we don't know that we don't even know and i don't know it just goes on but i just feel like you know we try to quantify you know all of these things and we try to put it through this systematic you know and a lot of the times it's really just um it's kind of outside the box it's like there's so many different ways there's so many different possibilities and we talked about it earlier the odds of you being here 400 trillion to one i mean the numbers aren't in your favor but um it's um that was it the victor favor the bold or something like that but just 
I don't know, guys. I feel like it's always it's always the anomaly. It's always the person that's, you know, going in that different direction. It's that person that's, you know, saying, you know what? Everyone's going left. I'm going to go right. You know, I'm going to I'm going to try this. I'm going to do this. And a lot of the times they will be ridiculed at first. They will be judged at first. And then next thing you know, they have Apple. Next thing you know, you have, um, you know, I don't know, you have electric cars, you know, Elon Musk. Next thing you know, you know, and it's like everyone's going to judge you at at the beginning. Like, oh, Uber's never going to work. You know, people driving around taxis, that's that's never going to work. Now, I mean, Uber is one of the most successful, um, you know, taxi service, if not the most successful taxi service in the entire world. And it just, it goes on and on and on and on. It's like, if people aren't questioning or getting upset with you, then you're probably doing something wrong. Because, you know, going in that different direction and coming from that different approach, like I said, it's not, it's not always going to be favored at the beginning. But anyway, got, anyways, guys, we've been going on for like almost an hour. Uh, we need to just calm it down here. So, I don't know. I've gone over a lot of information today. I hope you know, my goal here is just to leave something behind that maybe helps you in your journey or, you know, your future endeavors. And I, I hope, hope that I can leave something for you. You know, it's, um, I I can't remember who said this, but they, one of my mentors was talking about how, you know, when you're reading a book, usually there's about two gold mines in those books. And, a lot of the times you just want to read through the book and just find those gold mines. Some have, you know, just a couple on the average, it's just a couple. Some of the books have like 10, maybe 15 gold mines in there that are just golden pieces of information that you should take with you. So my, what my goal is, is with these podcasts, I want to leave something that, you know, maybe there's, maybe there's not, maybe not every, maybe, I don't know how to say it. Maybe not everything will reach out to you in the way that you would like, but I'm hoping that I leave a couple gold mines for you that helps you on your journey. Because I'm a huge, you know, we talked about it in my last podcast, you know, I'm a huge advocate of reciprocal altruism. And I just, at the end of the day, you know, I I do, I do want good things for you, you know, I do, um, you know, and throughout history, <clears throat> the studies have shown that the more altruistic people have been wiped from the, uh, they have been wiped from uh, the gene, like their their genes have been wiped from society. And that's counterintuitive what I said, but I, you know, sometimes I like to keep it that way because, you know, you question everything. You question me, you question yourself, you question, you have to question everything. And so that's, you know, half the time I like arguing against my own argument because I, I like to know both sides. I like to see both sides and I want you to see both sides because at the end of the day, the goal is to have you think for yourself, you know, because if you're not thinking for yourself, then someone else is thinking for you. And if they're thinking for you, it's probably not going to be good for you, especially if it, you're in the wrong hands, especially if you're working for the wrong company, especially if you're going, you know, and next thing you know, you're living someone else's dream or you're, you're living someone else's life and you're not living your own life. So my goal at the end of the day is just to start thinking for yourself. You know, not everything's going to be perfect. It's not going to be all tied up in a perfect ribbon or perfect bow. 
You know, I just got done working 11 days straight, which is not even that hard. It's not even not that hard. It's not even that bad. And it's not an excuse. And it's not me complaining. I'm just I'm just saying, like, I'm dead tired. And I'm over here. You know, I I, tomorrow I I finally have a day off. And it's so weird. I just want to go back to work. You know, I'm hungry. I have momentum. And it feels good because I have worked so hard for this. You know, you catch me 10 years ago, you couldn't even get me to go in. You couldn't even, go, you know, get me to pick up a book, you know? And I'm just like, I don't know. Life is a funny place, man. Life is a funny place. But yet I'm over here, you know, putting in the work after I'm already off work, you know? And eventually you'll be able to find that fire inside of you. You'll be able to, be able to find that sense of purpose and you'll be able to make some moves in the right direction. And I'm excited for that because unlike most people, I want good things for ha- good things to happen to you and for you. And it's like, well, you don't even know me. I don't care. Why do I have to know you? To n- your girlfriend that you never knew before you knew her or your boyfriend, you didn't know them either. But now all of a sudden you're in love with them and you, you're, they're your family, you know? You never know someone until you know someone. Everyone's a stranger until they become a friend. You know what I'm saying? You show up to a brand new school, you don't and then 4 years later, they're your best man at the wedding. You know, you just never know. You know, there's a there's a lot of people out there that could be the perfect person for you whether they're just a friend or in a relationship standpoint. Anything could happen. And so that's just such an ignorant thing to think about, you know, like, why wouldn't I want to help you? Why wouldn't I want a better society? Why wouldn't I want a more educated, you know, environment? Why wouldn't I want, you know, and it's just, I don't know, man, I think, I think just people, like I said, I think people get caught up in the system, they get caught up in the matrix, they get caught up in thinking other thoughts and insecurities and fear. That's what it always comes down to is just insecurities and fear. Well, it's like Alexander the Great once said, you know, there's only two types of people in this world, people that conquer their fear and people that suffer and die from them. You know, just next time you're out and about and next time you're going around, just listen to someone speak around you. I promise you, if there's any issues, it goes back to insecurities. You don't even have to say a word. They'll say it for you. You don't have to say anything. You know, less is more anyways. Just stay focused, do what you do, uh, send out some good vibes, try to put yourself around some people with good vibes, move yourself around the top where the air is crisp, if you will, find you know, the right types of people and environments and just keep focusing on your goals and eventually you're going to get to where you're going and everything's going to be just fine. You know, There might be some struggles, but good. Like Sigmund Freud says, embrace those struggles, go towards that pain. You know, I mean, David Goggins, for Christ's sake, he like was running some crazy like marathon or something, snapped his ankle in half and he just taped his ankle back together and kept running. I'm just saying like, it's all in your head. There's nothing that's stopping you other than you. And that's it, guys. My name's Hoovy Hoove. Thank you for following my podcast. I'll see you on the next one.